An excerpt from Kingdom by VNV Nation. Do you think that you will be saved? I believe that we'll conceive to make this hell for us a heaven. A brave new world, a promised land, a fortitude of hearts and minds, until I see this kingdom's mine. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Fellowship, our newest Six Feet Under campaign. Yeah, hey, what's up? How's it going? What's uh, what's what's you? What are you doing in here? I am playing Aurorealis, our overlord, but we'll describe her more in detail when we meet her. Let's start with the heroes we're actually meeting today. So, hey, uh, Harbinger, where are you? Hey, what do you look like? What are you doing? The Harbinger is a robe figure, is a red robed figure from which only one limb ever seems to extend at one time. Currently, they're within the Union Management Building of this town, using their strange mental magics to telekinetically and telepathically link up with everybody and manage this operation while also colluding with the Union. Okay, and where's your normal dog? Is it with you? I don't know what you're talking. I don't have a dog. Okay. Alright, it's somewhere. Like, I really don't have a dog, what are you talking about? Okay. So, the city that we're in is a city of red panda people. It is on top of the Blue Mountain, and it is currently experiencing a very long winter. And also on top of that mountain, uh, Friar Pan, where are you? I am checking out the local market stalls, seeing what's available this time of year. Which, as it turns out, isn't really that much. It's like a couple of root vegetables left over. The local farmers are really struggling to keep the energy up. I gotta tell you, this is super not germane to the mission. Did you wander off mid-mission or something? You can be honest. I've gotta get to know the people we're helping, and there's no better way of doing that than being amongst them? I guess. Alright, so you're completely yeah. off task. Tell uh-huh. us your name and what you look like. Uh, I'm Friar Pan. I am uh, very, very large. Kind of embarrassed of it at this point, because all these people are like three feet tall. Yeah. Uh, questionably elven monk, who is basically exceedingly hot in the fact that his body temperature is in the hundreds of degrees. Wait, what? what temperature system do we use? That's a good question, but I think you're correct either way. Degrees. Degrees of something. We use degrees. <laughs> yeah, the temperature system is just degrees. Okay. There isn't an alternative. 100 of degrees. I bet all the three-foot panda people really appreciate this and their tiny little shops that you have to squeeze yeah. yourself into. You're like crouched over a stall and it's the warmest it's been in months. As he's walking down the street, the snow is just parting before him. And everyone's well, staring. behind you mostly, I think. You're like leaving... You're leaving puddles behind you that quickly refreeze the ice. You would be getting swarmed by panda people then, right? Pan is very popular right now. You have a bunch of little dudes around you. Wow, congratulations. He's not really having a good time. You're not? <laughs> Come on. So you're very popular right now, because also on top of all that, you're buying things. Yeah. I'll ask you what you bought later. First... Hey, uh, Pop-Tart, what are you up to? Uh, it is my fault that Pan is not doing any work. 
I am riding on his shoulders eating candy. This is a heist mission. <laughs> I think this was a heist mission. It was. Harbinger reiterates over the telepathic connection once every ten minutes. This is a heist mission. So, Pop-Tart, you're riding on top of Pan. What do you look like? Pop-Tart is a little froggy spirit about the size of a human toddler, so maybe two and a half feet, two feet tall-ish. They are dressed in an adorable little raincoat with some weird, like, Victorian-looking lacy bloomers and a pair of rain boots that are far too big for them. I imagine you're a bit cold in this weather, too. Yeah, that's why I'm cuddling Pan. Like, he's, he's my heater. And I'm, I'm holding onto him with one hand, eating snacks with the other. Alright. Well, while you're up there, you can see just down the road is a giant 200-foot-tall weather control tower, which you're supposedly here to destroy. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. And you can see in front of it is a snow golem. Wait, hold on. It's guarding the door. Oh. <laughs> just fucking hug him. <laughs> hug the snow golem. That's step one of the plan. It's really simple. Alright, but quick, before you're doing that, we're gonna quick page to our last member of our party. Yuria Bloodtongue, where are you? What do you look like? What are you supposed to be doing? She's about four and a half feet tall, not counting for her nice long uh, pink ponytail. I'm also a red panda, so this is basically my hometown. She has a nice little adventurous outfit on her. But the most distinguishing feature about her is the fact that she has a prosthetic, sort of cybernetic, left arm, as well as her left ear. She has a big old red strap to her back, and she is the pilot of the pumpkin patch. Are you on the ship? No, I am going to be over, uh, I'm going to be watching Harbinger's back. Okay. So, Yuria, you mentioned you're the pilot. Uh, where's your ship parked right now? It is parked uh, just outside the city. We didn't want to bring that in because it might be awkward if the shopping mall we lifted from this town just suddenly reappears. So probably keep it hidden. Oh, you got it from here originally? Okay. I had it just at the base of the mountains, but I'm thinking it's like on the other side of the base of the mountain. Away from the side the city is facing. Yeah, we probably don't want them to see that. Okay. Also, it's giant pumpkins. Yeah, it is a giant... It's a giant set of pumpkins that fly through the sky. We kidnapped a themed shopping mall. That's... I mean, that's basically it. Uh, anyway, are we going to get back into this? Or, uh, I mean... I'm a wizard. Um, I could just fireball. I guess all of you at this point. Well, that's just rude. I'd be okay with that. Is my usual modus operandi. You see Pop-Tart... You see, Pop-Tart and Friar Pan, the purpose of me staying here where I was hidden was to uh, manage your efforts to break into the tower and encourage the people around you to do so. Not so much the fresh farmer's markets and toy store. Or the crowd of pandas who are now watching your every move. See now if I just walk. I mean, that would be fine if they were surrounding them like, you know, solidarity on the mission, but they're they're buying okay, toys. Okay, so if you just want me to walk towards the imposing snow golem, maybe they'll follow me. I don't yes, know. Yes, act totally cash. So do we just keep walking until we take them all there by accident? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Should we do that? This is the force of the proletariat rising up. Alright, as you get closer to the snow golem, you start getting whispers from the villagers to say, hey, hey, you don't need to mess with that. You don't need to go there. 
That's not a place you should be. Why? Don't worry about it. We're working very hard to maintain that tower. Please don't disrupt it. Please don't go near it. Why are you... It's not for outsiders. Why are you... Okay, why are you working on it? Let me talk to the union boss. Okay. All right, so there, there's a union panda with like a, with a nice hat on. It's real big and fancy. All right, feeble-minded souls. If you're going to bend your knee to the any wandering walkabout with powers who walks around, then check this out. And I like light a fi fire on my finger or something. Aren't you tired of cold? No. Are you tired of dead frozen potatoes in your fields? I mean, they're quite good baked. <laughs> They're growing fine inside the mountain. I mean, not not fine. They were better when we had the fields, but we're we're making do. We understand the greater good. Yeah, and you think this situation is sustainable? Who's your boss exactly? How much do you know about him? Our boss? I mean, uh, we... how much do you know about Aurora Alice? Uh, that she's saving the world, boss. Oh yeah, how's she doing that? Look around, yeah. It's all cold out there. That's we're saving the world. There ain't more details than that. You're a damn fool. The capital city of your kind was captured by Aurorialis, and here you are, licking at their feet. Pathetic. I mean, if they say they're happy... I want to make a roll. Okay. I want to make a roll to make them feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what is your objective here? Are you trying to convince them to do something? Because that's a talk sense roll. Oh good, I have minus one in that, so this will work out great. Well, here we go. I got an 8, even with the minus oh, that's 1. That's pretty good. So there. Alright, uh, so specifically what are you asking of them? Because they will do it to the best of their ability, but you're going to owe them a favor. I am going to save this blasted town whether they want me to or not. Right now all I want them to do is continue following around Friar and Pop-Tart like a group of so much fluffy armor. Okay. They're going to infiltrate the tower, act like they're fixing it, and then just totally wreck it from the inside out. This is the plan. Alright, so what you specifically what you want is you want them to escort Friar past the snow golem. Yeah, something like okay. that. That would be In response, fine to start. For the favor that he wants from you, he wants you to make sure that the people on the inside don't get hurt. Fine, because the people on the inside will be doing the hurting. Anyone gets hurt, and we're throwing you all out of town. You're a blanket. Even someone as little as me could throw you out. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, there's a purse. There's a body in here, you know. Eh. We never confirmed that. Sounds fake. I'm confirming it right now. You're literally talking in my brain. So, I figure that one might, such as you, might be wise enough to surmise that the brain might be attached to a body. Insolent fool. Get thee to the snow golem. Okay. Like, this entire time, Pop-Tart's been, like, tugging on Pandia's, like, hey, hey, hey. Why do you want to go to the Snow Golem? No, no. What's a potato? Huh? What's a potato? It's like a... Fish of the earth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a land fish, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Don't let anyone ever convince you otherwise. So the snow golem is not actually moving out of the doorway, because as, even though some of the pandas with you are workers in the tower, you are not. And it can see you because you're like ten feet tall and towering over these three feet panda people. Oh, but don't you see? This this was my plan all along. 
All we have to do... Look, Friar Pan is a slave to the nonsensical powers of love and friendship, so all we have to do is get Friar Pan to befriend this snowman and hug it. Or, Pop-Tart... Yes? You be a deer and just huddle in between the pandas, they go inside, and I'll deal with the snow golem. Hey, Harmature. You're gonna make sure that they are safe, right? Oh yeah, whatever. <sighs> Pop-Tart will keep them very safe. Surely in the end, everyone will be saved. Oh, okay, good. That's good. That's nice and reassuring, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. So Pop-Tart is sneaking in among the pandas? Mm-hmm. Alright, Pop-Tart, roll to get away. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, like, put the uh, red panda toy that I have on my head and uh-huh. shrink down to the size of a frog. I mean, you could just ride on someone as a frog also. Well, no, because then it just looks like there's a tiny baby red panda in the crowd, and the snowman wouldn't hurt a baby. It probably wouldn't hurt you either. All right. I just want to be sure. Roll, Yeah, roll to get away. You're doing a cool thing anyway. It's all the same roll. Uh, get away is... Plus grace. Plus grace. Oh, well, this is going to be good. I got five. So seven. Wah, wah. All right, choose one. Uh, you get there quickly, avoiding harm. You get there quietly, drawing no attention. Or you can bring someone with you, which I think is a little out of the question. Can, can I bring Pan? You will suffer harm along the way and draw attention, but you can bring Pan. Please don't bring Pan. <laughs> um, Pan is fine. Okay, I'll go quietly. Do you, do you know All how right. difficult going quietly is for Pop-Tart? This is, this is an achievement. <laughs> It is so difficult that, like, it takes all you can, and I'm going to have it uh, damage you in some way, because you just... Oh, it hurts you having to be quiet like this. Oh. It's emotional pain. It I'm is. Sure set to damage with that. Courage. Yeah, probably courage. I'll blow Okay. Right, because you, you had to suppress your courage to do this. Yeah, I did. I, I will damage that stuff. You are upset, but you are inside with a horde of pandas. I'm pouting. A bunch of regular workers. So, these red panda people have stuffed toys of themselves? These are fucking egotistical people. I mean... It sells well. Yeah, you can get, like, action figures of superheroes. Maybe or this make is just dolls a particular... for children. Yeah, like, this is just a particularly important red panda action figure, but Pop-Tart's too stupid to ask. Do the elves, like not make dolls of elves <laughs> like what are you asking here yeah they make they make dolls of all sorts of animals actually popter just picked a red panda because they like red pandas i pull a black handkerchief and a red handkerchief out of my the depths of my cloak and i like origami them together into a soft harbinger toy and then i hand it to yuria <laughs> wait does this mean there's red pandas that aren't people are there yes are there just panda red Absolutely, panda of course <laughs> Don't make me question this! The people are just pandas, because no one ever calls themselves by a color. The red pandas are the regular-sized red panda animals that are also in this world. Right. Pop-Tot is confused. Chinese pandas don't exist. (laughs) Yuri is having a bit of an identity crisis right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, you're in this tower. It's tall. There's a lot of clockwork machines and such you don't understand. It's big, and it looks complicated, and you could get squished in all these little bits that are moving all over the place. Uh, There's a lot of room around them, though, so you don't have to go in those, but for some reason the thought of jumping into those entered your head, and then immediately left your head because you'd get squished. So, it's cold in here. It's even colder in here than it was outside. Oh dear. 
you're basically in a giant refrigerator tower. I'm glad I have my fluffy toy to keep me warm. Yeah. I- I'm, I'm using it. You are not glad that you don't have pan anymore. Yeah, I... Even better reason for courage to be damaged right now. It's hard to be courageous when you're so cold. I'm, I'm cold and small. Okay. Alright, so someone else do a thing. What's next on the plan? Do we even need to really fight the snow golem? It's just kind of here now. I mean, it's just guarding the door. Not if you love it into submission, as per my orders. Fool. Question. What's your question? Is the golem like an actual, like, created artificial life golem, or is it a spirit? It is an artificial life form. It is not a halfling-related thing. Okay. Simplistic magic. Yeah. Fueled by all too much power that the Aurorialis has built up. And it's what we're here to stop. Back to the Union boss. Yeah. So their boss, the boss's name is Soul, by the way, which is why your feeble souls comment didn't phase them. <laughs> S-O-L-E. Yeah, okay, boss, Union yeah. boss. Red Panda Union boss. It is time for you to go into the tower and tell all your workers about the feast day that it is and why they all need to evacuate the tower for that reason. Because it is a day off. And you're a union. This'll keep them safe? I mean, if they're not in the tower when it gets destroyed, you're gonna have to stick with me, Panda. Can't we just turn it off? Whoa, 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 that tower's supporting our livelihood. A word? Yeah. Yuri, you toss this panda outside. Alright, tossing. <laughs> And you do so, because you have a strong robot arm and can easily lift and throw someone your size. Bye! You have two options before you. The tower's getting destroyed. Bye! And just casually close the door <laughs> in his face. So he can go save his buddies, or they can get destroyed with the tower, you know? It's pretty, you know, cut forward, straight and true. And I didn't know we were destroying the tower. I thought we just needed it turned off. I mean... He runs off somewhere... Presumably towards the tower, but you, I assume you don't actually care once he leaves your sight. Oh, not with the way I've been going so far, it seems. <laughs> I mean, Friar is going to see that this panda frightened running for their lives and try to console them, clearly. Uh, they don't run anywhere near you. Oh. You, you could console the snowman and give it a big hug, you know? Fine. Okay. <laughs> Just to test the waters, Pan's gonna start walking a little... Step by step towards the snowman and testing its reaction. It does not react to you coming closer. It continues to bar the door. And by the way, how it's barring the door, by the way, is the door is just a wall of snow that is its body with a pair of arms and a snowman face. Oh. Oh. And it, before, to move out of the way, it became like what we think of as a snowman and just moved away from the door. And the door was just a perfect silhouette of itself, yeah. And now it's moved its whole body back in. So can I just walk through it? You could probably try to tackle it and you'd probably get through. Yeah, you're, you're made of warm. It's made of snow. The elemental opposites, warm and snow. <laughs> I'm not even going to tackle it. I'm just going to keep walking slowly and try to press my body. It says a single low rumbling. Holt. Ah, ignore that shit. Doesn't care. Keep on going. Uh, I was just coughing. Keep on going. Wait. Press through. Press through. What? What was that rumbling voice I just heard? No, press through. It was nothing. Oh, no, no. wait. Okay, he's stopping. He's stopping. Please step back. Ah. He's going to talk sense. You're arguing with the door, literally, you know. I explained to you how this thing is animated by weak magic, and it's not even conscious. Just hug it. <laughs> he's going to talk sense and ask the snowman if it would please mo- roll out- move out of the way. All right. 
you cannot roll because it is not willing to listen to you. You are not oh. a worker. See, it's it will not move out it's of your door. way. It has very simple orders. Can I ask it its name? It has no name. Does it want a name? Holt. Okay, Holt. Please step back. Harbinger, did you tell him that that's a door? I don't want to hurt it. <laughs> it hasn't done anything to me. I don't need to do anything to it. You have three minutes, and then I solve things. Do the worker red pandas wear different hats to the union boss? Yeah. Uh, yes, they do. They have small, unimpressive hats that they're, they're like newsboy caps, but blue. Okay. <laughs> Whereas the 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 bo- union boss has like one of those really tall, comical police caps. Okay, so the snow golem thinks that I'm a panda. It doesn't think much. So if I went back through it, it would let me through because obviously I was allowed in, which means I should be allowed out, right? Depends on if it has faces on both sides, I guess. I don't know if it's paying attention to what's behind it right now. It's a pretty simple door. (laughs) What I want to do is maybe grab a hat from a nearby panda and bring it through the other side and give it to Pan and hopefully it'll fool the golem. (laughs) Alright. You do exactly that and you give the hat to Pan. But unfortunately, a person with two robot arms... Escorted by a small red panda in a nice big cap, shows up. Oh. Oh shit. Harbinger! Harbinger! Who cares? We're in a house. And the panda points at Pan and says, They're trying to break the tower! Pan is now faced by someone with two robot arms who looks ready to punch a man. I wasn't trying to break in, I was just having a lovely conversation with your door. Can I do a uh, look closely real quick? Yeah, you're in position to look closely. What's up? So I'm going to take a look at this robot person. Yeah, look closely at him. I got an 11. So that gives me three questions. Yep. Tell me about this robot person. What are they doing? That's What will they do next? Okay. Uh, you can see that there's energy coursing down a pack on their back between their two arms. They're about, like, five and a half feet tall. They're an elf. Pretty short for an elf, actually. And uh, their arms are black and glowing with energy. They look like they'd hit really dang hard. So that, that's how they could hurt you. What are they doing? Uh, they are approaching Pan to go deck them in the face and remove them as a threat. Hmm. I have an idea. It's only partially motivated by petty revenge. <laughs> oh. Against who, may I ask? Against the betrayer. Okay. So me. Is there s- so, let's see. Again. No, my plan. Oh. No, I still got a question. Is there something hidden around our place? Okay, actually, yeah, that's a good question. You see that they aren't alone, actually. They have backup hiding in the second-story window of uh, the building across from you. Oh. Okay, curse time. I'm using Blind Prophets, my ability to see through another's eyes as long as I hold aloft one of their possessions, such as one of the many possessions belonging to the traitor swine of whom I am currently standing in the house of. I just hold up any random object and go... I'm going to use my ability dark and terrible. I'm going to denounce the deeds of this foolish panda and take one damage upon myself to leave a curse upon them and tell you how long they will be cursed. So here we go. I am going to lay a curse upon this meddling betrayal by 
causing them to dribble the truth forever from their lips just as they did here. They will never be able to lie, they will never be able to hide anything, they will constantly babble on anything they know about. And we will use this information to destroy the traitor and their cohorts. Okay. This cat- this curse will last until our purpose is fulfilled here, so perhaps they'll have a change of heart. Perhaps not. So what stat are you damaging to uh, fuel this curse? And more importantly, do you want me to just heal that right away? Because I can raise some bond and... I mean, whatever. I don't care what you do. <laughs> I'm gonna raise... I try so hard to live up Harbinger's expectations, and I... calm the harmful magic course back into you in order to lay this curse down. Works for me. Congrats, you powered the spell with friendship. You destroyed friendship to power the spell. No, I powered it with hatred, and then someone else's misguided friendship healed me. <laughs> I'll have you know. Alright, he feels stunned, and can now only tell the truth. But while that's happening, alright, so that thing that Yuria foresaw coming is about to happen. Hey, hey Pan, someone's rushing at you with a big, meaty metal hand. Oh, mmm. Eat it. I'm just gonna use strength of 100 to grab it. Alright, roll to overcome. Overcome is plus blood. Well. Alright, fantastic. You completely stop all harm. So just dangling this person in front of him. So, yeah, what what happens is a powerful robot punch comes your way and you just grab their wrist and lift them off the floor. And as they start to swing with their second hand, you catch that too. As I was saying, I was just having a lovely conversation with this door over here, and I was not, in fact, trying to break in. Step back. Thank you, Halt. Thank you. <laughs> now, may I ask your name? I send forth Weird Dog. Oh, what? I send forth the Bizarre Beast to prey upon the Betrayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to go well. So, Pan, as you're talking to this person who hasn't said a word to you, uh, behind them, a mass of tentacles appears from a house and swarms over a small red panda in a, an impressive hat who is now screaming and attempting to flee and mostly failing. Do not flee, fool. Dog, down! It will be worse for you if you do. These tentacles will merely make a nice crown if you cooperate. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> who knows what could happen. So how companions work is if you damage one of their stats, they just succeed at a thing. So if you want to catch it, you can just damage one of your tentacle stats and it catches it. It catches the guy. Yes, that would be a damage to the Colosite stat. Okay. I thought you said you weren't going to hurt any red pandas. He's not hurt yet. He's not hurt yet. <laughs> yeah, but this is Iria saying that she's terrified of this tentacle beast. If there is terror in your heart, then there is resolve to make things change, so you will devote yourself to the mission anew. Now I am going to use my wonderful weird beast to mentally interrogate the foolish red panda on the operations of the tower, and how we can shut it down without destroying it. Thank you. And then immediately follow that up by being all, and how can we shut it down by destroying it? <laughs> and remember, you're cursed to tell the truth. It drips from your lips like a babbling baby that you are. Alright, roll to speak softly. Because that's exactly what that move is, is asking questions. From someone who is willing to chat with you, which they aren't, but that's what your dog is solving. I mean, that's also what the curse is solving. It's kind also of a that. double solution yeah. situation. What do I roll for that? Uh, plus wisdom. Oh, good. Plus two. I'm going to pry the knowledge out of your ears with a fork. I got a nine. Alright, you get to ask two questions from the list. 
Oh good, there we go, there's the two. How do we shut it down without destroying it? How do we shut it down by destroying it? Alright, so how do you shut it down without destroying it? Uh, there is a power core. You can remove the power core and the entire thing will cease functioning. It's found uh, in the basement, actually. It's just one floor down. It's beneath all the machinery. Good. But it can be removed by someone small who can fit in there. Interesting. How you could destroy the tower is if you go to the top and just tear apart all the support structures holding the weather control orb in place. Uh, if that thing is shattered, destroyed, or removed in some way, the, the tower is pretty much irreparably busted. Oh. So this foolish feat of engineering is easy to take down, is what you're telling me? Uh, yeah, it has Have you toiled points. your life away on nothing? <laughs> Have you toiled your life away on nothing? I mean, also, I guess if you destroyed all the machinery in the middle somehow, it would fall the old-fashioned way, but that would just destroy the control orb, which is the same result. Why do you really like snow? They really like snow because it'll stop the end of the world. What do you know about the end of the world, then? I know that the dragons are coming. Or they should be coming, but they aren't. Hehe. <laughs> oh, oh, I know something about that. Okay, you can go... You can go cry or whatever, yeah. Alright, and now we're back to uh, the fight scene that's actually happening. Hi! Hey, Pop-Tart. Y your friend is trying to stop a robot man who is now yelling at... Uh -huh. At your friend, Pan. They're yelling words that you don't quite care about, but you see from the second story window someone with a sword who is about to jump out and attack your dragon buddy. What do you do? Can I just throw this person at the other person? You don't see the other person yet. Okay. You are distracted by someone struggling valiantly in your grasp. Hmm. Like, you're pretty strong, but they're actually strong enough to, like, if it weren't for the fact that you were tall enough to lift them off the ground, <laughs> they would be putting up a serious fight. The fact that they can't get levered, levered is the only thing stopping them from escaping your grasp and punching you. Okay. Yes. So Pop-Tart, you have to solve- you have to do something. Going to solve a problem by creating one. Oh no. How large is the sword that this person is wielding? Um, a little taller than you. Are they holding it out? Right now what they're doing is they're opening the window, they're crawling out the window, and they have the sword in one hand, and they're going to jump onto Friar from above. Okay. So, it is held a little out, but, like, the blade is held towards their body so they can maintain balance. Okay, I'm going to scare them. As I'm still a tiny, tiny frog at the moment, I'm going to use my grasshopper move to jump onto the end of their sword and just stare at them and go, boo. <laughs> Alright, roll to overcome. Uh, that's... You're stopping harm. That's courage. That's blood. Blood. Oh, that's plus zero. I got six. So you go to do that, and it does not work as well as you'd hope. Oh. She jumps out the window as soon as you jump up, and you both collide in midair. Uh, so they aren't jumping on Friar anymore, but now they're on top of you as you fell both to the snow. Uh, you're going to take damage, and I'm going to have that damage your blood, actually. Okay. You're bleeding now. It hurts. Oops. Because someone twice your size just landed on you. Ow. <laughs> Hi, Richard. I think they're having trouble over there. Good. This is <laughs> what happens when you don't follow a well-planned maneuver. So, uh, Friar, right behind yeah. you, uh, Pop-Tart just fell in a pile with someone who was about to stab you. They failed to stab you, but they were very close to doing so. Okay. What's the person screaming at me exactly? Isn't anything coherent or worthwhile? Uh, they're telling you to back off, get away, you don't know what you're doing. Do I? At this point, 
he just assumes that the dog or Yuria is gonna come back at some point, and that Pop Tart will probably be fine, and Pop Tart will be worse if I stop holding this person in place. So I'm just gonna start tugging them lengthwise and see what these arms start doing under a little bit of stress. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I was gonna also say since you have an advantage, I could probably fire my rocket fist to try to finish them. That's the plan as well. I mean, I think right now you could try to finish them with this by pulling their arms out of their sockets. Is what it sounds like you're attempting. Oh, well, yeah, no, was, not that far. Like, we're the good guys, and already a monk is torturing. Please man. go that far. <laughs> okay, well, okay, back up, back up. <laughs> I'm just gonna. It's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. What am I doing? And he starts talking cheerfully as start putting a small amount of pressure on the arms to indicate, yes, he's capable of this, but he doesn't really want to. Um, well, am I able to use any sort of speak softly, or are they just not having it? Alright, it sounds like if you're trying to, like, remove them from the fight, that's finish them, and it sounds like you're trying to tear them apart. If you are not trying to be that strong, if you're trying to be light, then you are only keeping them busy and buying time. This will not solve the problem, but it will get it out of everyone else's hair for a while. Because you're just holding them here. I'm going to need a roll because they have a chance to do something bad. I think I'm, I'm going to roll finish them with blood. Okay. Seeing Pop-Tart get injured has spurred him a little further than he's usually capable of. Time for mom to lift up the car. <laughs> Time for mom- oh, that's not a great roll. Good enough. Alright, that's an 8. You damage them. Okay. Yep. Alright, you lose your advantage over them, so how this work looks is uh, you start pulling, and their left arm gives before their right arm. Aww. So they drop to the ground in front of you, now with only one arm, and they immediately sucker punch you with their right arm. Mm. You don't feel it. It doesn't hurt you. But you stumble back a couple paces, and now they have room. Ooh! Ooh! Yeah. Is it conceivable that I would have had a chance to open up a pit trap below them? I think you've had enough time where you're sitting there that you could try to set that up, yeah. Uh, roll your little folk move. Uh, that's... Courage, is it? Plus Courage. Yeah, plus Courage, which is... And that's on your character. Yeah, which is currently damaged. Uh, so, to, to roll a damage stat, you roll three dice and take the lowest two. Uh, okay, so I got two fives and a four. Two fives and a four. So five and a four with plus your courage. So that still gives you an 11. Yep. All right. So when you try to do something sneaky, uh, you roll courage. And on a 10 plus, uh, no one will even think it's your fault unless you personally tell them. Just a random sinkhole. So you're sitting... So you know, which one are you want to capture? Is it the one on top of you? I'm assuming that one. The one that went for Pan. Like, I'm really mad that somebody's trying to injure my friend. So what I what I'll do is like oh I mean they're both going for Pan one all right so there is a one armed robot dude who is super pissed off uh, and there is I guess we can describe the other one now she is wearing monastic robes and she's glowing slightly her eyes are glowing blue and she has a sword that looks like a cyber sword okay and she is on top of you and probably going to try to stab you if you like in the next couple moments this is all going very quickly. I'm going to save Pan because he risked something to save me, but the least I can do is repay him for that. So I will open up the trap below the one-armed robot and just like wildly gesture to it while this lady is on top of me saying, Pan! Pan! Pancake! There! <laughs> Alright, 
So you got someone on top of you, and you slap your arm under the ground, and your river forms beneath it. Yes, so that Pan can just drop them straight in. Stretching down the road, and suddenly... Yeah, suddenly the robot person... The robot man slips up in it and is carried down current, down the streets. Yeah, that thing. I did it. He's... Pan is left a little dumbstruck for a second before realizing that Pop-Tart is about to get stabbed in the face. Actually, because Pop-Tart rolled a 10+, plus, no one thinks that's Pop-Tart's fault. They're gonna blame you, the giant heated magic person who made water in an ice city. Oh. Well... Okay. So she's going to basically shove Pop-Tart out of the way and rush towards you with a sword. Well, that was my intention with the hey, hey, pan, look thing, was to say, hey, th- yeah. th- this was me, this wasn't him, this was me, I'm distracting you. Oh. <laughs> it didn't work out. You're protected and safe. Okay. That was not my intention, but okay. So, uh, Pan, right now, your back is only a couple inches away from, uh, Halt. Hmm. Who puts a hand to you to try to shove you away and it rapidly melts. Uh. See, this was the plan from the start. If you just walked right into it, this all wouldn't have happened. Please step back. Let's go get the car. I'm going to speak softly with the earth in a brief moment of prayer and fear. Okay. You'll have to talk fast. In front of you, someone is rushing you with a cyber sword. Behind you is a melting door. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna roll 10. 4, 4, 2. Alright, so you get to ask three questions. Well, first, I'm just going to ask it to collapse right in front of me at the base of the tower as the person. You're giving her more reason to believe that you did the river. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm aware of that. As I fall back through the as I fall back through the back through halt and whisper, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And all right, uh, the pit doesn't delay her long. She basically bounds right out of it, coming after you. You are now inside the control tower. There is most of a melted door in front of you. The snowman actually seems mostly fine, but he... Okay. I don't know. There's a chunk of him Mm -hmm. missing. We'll fix you later. And she is leaping through that with a sword. I'm gonna... How much earth can I collapse beneath the tower? You still have two more questions. I'm gonna... Kind of like when you're weakening part of a tree, I'm gonna keep loosening the earth beneath beneath this one side of the tower and hope that does something. Okay. This might go badly. Oh, I see you're full in on destroying the tower now. <laughs> this is self-defense! Yes, good. It's all self-defense. That's the way to start. Alright, uh, you get stabbed while you're doing this. A cyber sword goes right through your shoulder. And you feel a lot of pain. I am going to uh, damage... That's Your blood stat makes the most sense. You yeah. are now bleeding pretty bad. And for the record, Friar's blood is an eruption of steam, more or less. Pretty much, yeah. Um, the steam rushes out, but it you can physically see it. Like As it gets about an inch away from her skin, it like goes around her without touching her. Ugh. She is protected by something. Gross. So, Pop-Tart, your buddy just got, uh, stabbed. And beneath you, you start to feel the tower rumble as it starts to tilt. Don't be inside that. Soul, do you see what your foolish refusal to evacuate your comrades will bring you now? Are there still people inside of the tower? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, 
probably <laughs> ignore the fact that his arm, his shoulder is basically bleeding, and frantically try to find some way of getting people out. So we've been here like half an hour. We've already opened up a river and caused an earthquake. Your third question is, what the fuck is about to happen? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. We're going to fire the flamethrowers. What are you shooting them at? What's being shot at? What are you accomplishing? That's a good question. Harbinger, what am I shooting at? Shoot at the base of the tower and destroy it once and for all. Well, I hope you gave them plenty of warning to evacuate, so firing the flamethrower. I gave them warning like an hour ago to that (laughs) dude's soul. My warning was foolishly ignored, and now they will pay the price. You think this entire community has telepathically linked? I don't think they are. Then I guess Soul should have used his time more wisely. Oh, this is my fault. Alright, Pop-Tart, the ship is is now drifting over the mountain. Hi! Uh, You have a moment before the flamethrowers start firing at your position. (laughs) Okay, I can see... You can see the ship. You can see... Basically, it looks like where it's aimed right now is that it's going to, from my understanding, flamethrower the base of the tower to basically remove the snow golem from supporting it. Oh, okay. Uh, Friar is gonna grab one of Halt's eyes (laughs) just out of solidarity, because that's the only thing that he can do. That's actually kind of even more fucked up. <laughs> no! What are you doing? <laughs> I, I, I want to keep, keep them with me. He's going to steal this golem's eyeball. Sure. You're in the middle of a sword fight. You don't have time for anything okay. else right now. Sorry. I wanna, you don't have time to collect just, trophies or whatever it is you're doing. Just by going after its eyes, you're going to be melting its entire head. I promised Halt that they'd be safe, and I was going to rebuild them later. And I can't touch the rest of Halt, because if I do that, I'm going to actively kill them. <laughs> just trying to make friends. After I kill an entire village of workers. Question. What's your question? Is there anybody important in the river right now? Like, who is in the war? Uh, the only person in the river is uh, the cyborg, but they are rapidly getting out of the river. It won't hold them for long. They are pretty strong and fast. How much control do I have over the water? Is this like a lapis lazuli situation where I can just like make water tentacles to hold, to drag them back in? I don't think you're that strong, at least not yet. Not yet, okay. You can attempt to keep them busy, which is a move you can roll. Uh, and we could say you're doing that by like increasing the intensity of your river, like wash them further down the mountain, make it rapid strength maybe. We don't know who this person is. No. Or like why they attacked us. And I. I mean, I think you can guess why they attacked you. Yeah. They're here to defend the tower. I feel like maybe we should be finding out those things. <laughs> <laughs> they do have names. You haven't asked, but they have names. We have grievously injured one of them already. I don't care what their names are, they hurt my buddy. That's fair. Pop-Tart and Fryer are pacifists until provoked. <laughs> That's all they are to Pop-Tart. They're bad guys. Yep. I know what they are gonna be. They're gonna be dead here soon. Oh. No body count yet. No, I'm, I'm not going to kill anybody. Okay. <laughs> Don't let the child kill someone. <laughs> I feel like that's going to happen at some point. You stole a golem's eyes. I'm not the worst person here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving them back. I don't know. Actually, All right, so Pop-Tart, give me a roll to keep them busy. Uh, that's courage, is it? If you want to hold off the, the cyborg robot man, that is what the, you roll to do it. So it's it, it's courage, right? So yes. my my three and dice. It's still damage, yep. so you're still rolling with the spare. I got a two, a six, and a six. Jesus Christ, I'm lucky today. 
Alright, so that's a 2 and a 6 that you keep, which yep. gives you plus 2 to a 10. Yay! Alright, you can keep them busy as long as you'd like. Okay. And there won't be repercussions later. Okay. Uh, just an idea, maybe, to keep them busy in a way that gets you out of the way of the flamethrower. Maybe you jump on them and then keep them in the river yourself? By surfing. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm- surf I'm, on top of them. I'm currently tiny frog size, so what I'll do is, like, change back to, like, regular Pop-Tart size. Jump- Yeah. Well, no. Stay frog size so I can jump further. Jump onto their back, change to regular Pop-Tart size, and just, like, look over them, like, so that my face is right in front of them, and just go, Hi! I'm thinking, like, you're hopping all around, too. Like, he'll- then he swings at you, and then you jump off of him, and then you jump back on him as soon as he tries to swim back out of the river. Oh yeah, th th there's a lot of hopping happening. They are very frustrated with you. Yeah, they, they can't hit me because I'm a tiny frog just jumping around everywhere. I am now moving you to down the mountain okay. as you are being slowly washed all the way to the base by following this river current. That's okay. The, the river listens to me. Alright, and then the flamethrower hits. <laughs> Pan is fine. You're immune to fire, right, Pan? Yes, I am completely- I actually- I instantly reload when getting hit by fire. So, uh, as the flamethrowers shoot down, the girl you're next to pulls her sword away from you, holds up her hand, and something is along her arm, and the fire just spills around her without hitting her. Oh yeah, okay, I guess. And as you're watching, the flames start to peel back, and they start arcing towards the pumpkin patch. Yeah, figures. Okay, Yuria, evasive action. Get around the other side of the tower. We're gonna blow open the door and actually. Can I rest get in the way? Am I? Can I react fast enough? You can attempt to. Yeah. I'm going to overcome her attempt to redirect the fire, and because I just instantly get a ten on that. Because, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You just instantly eat fire attack. <laughs> so congrats, your flamethrower got redirected, but still then eaten by the dragon. So, Pan, what does that look like when you eat the fire? He pulls out a giant straw. No, I, I, it just kind of dissipates around him. So you just, like, stick your arm in it, and all the fire that touches it just, like, draws into you? Yeah, and you can see the radiant heat starting to come off his body as his temperature continues to increase to the point right. where the Mystery Swordswoman is actively uncomfortable. Snowman's gone. And I kept his eyes. <laughs> My boy, I sure hope they don't know the warning signs of a dragon. So now she looks at you like, what the fuck are you? Because of that was not something she expected. Can I try to grab her arm? The glowy one? Uh, her arm isn't actually glowing. Or is the, what the fancy you one. You do see there is a creature on her arm, though. Oh, can I grab that? <laughs> you can attempt to grab that, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's going to back away as you draw closer because you are now, like, emanating heat. You are significantly warmer than even usual. So the the creature that's on her arms, because you can you can see it now that her she pulled her sleeve back to use it. It seems to be a collection of wings, Whoa. just a ball of wings all wrapped around her arm. Some of them are flapping. There are bursts of light shooting off of it as it flaps. Who are you? She asks. Just a humble monk. Now, if you'd please, the tower is going to fall. I'd suggest you get out of the way. Oh yeah, and as that's happening, the tower is now tilting behind you at like a 45 degree angle-ish. Wait, just to clarify, 
Which direction is the tower falling in relation to the town? It is falling to the left, away from the town. It might take out, like, one okay. house on the outskirts, but it's mostly away. Could be worse. <laughs> Worried about that. That's just Soul's house anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's actually describe the town quick. So up here is the market square in front of the uh, tower. Yeah. And there's a few houses here, but these are also the only houses in the village. The rest of the village is inside the mountain. Got it. The lower area, actually, the, those holes I drew are a bunch of caves. So we'll There's probably... a network of cave systems that all lead into the actual living area where most people are. So if something's getting taken out, it's probably like a trader hut or maybe like a warehouse. There might only be one person in it. How fast can pandas climb? Uh, pretty quick. Yeah, they're the type of pandas that can do that. Okay, good, because I'm standing on top of our ship and clanging a dinner bell in our hands and yelling for workers to climb up the tower and jump over to the ship really fast. Alright, that starts happening then. Conscious got the better of me. They are moving towards the top of the tower to rapidly jump out because they can't get past the fight between the dragon and the sword girl. Come on, come all, apparently we're rescuing you now. <laughs> hey, you kept your promise. Hooray. I wish I kept my promise. Soul babbles out that there is only danger up there because they can only speak truth, but to no one's ears. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. The whole thing's gonna fall down. It's all danger. Think before you talk, even if you are a cursed wretch. Alright, uh, so... Sword Girl, I think, if you're not going to stop her, is going to run into the tower and go down into the basement of the tower. I was going to try to grab her wing ball arm and just see how it reacts, because now he's also just kind of curious, but... If he's trying to run, if she's trying to run past him, then he's going to do that. If not, he is going to follow her. Okay. Because now he's also just like, oh, you, I'm, I'm weird, but also, why is your arm made of wings? I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to follow her? I'm going to follow her down. Her? I, I'm going to try to stop her if I can. I don't know how far away she, from me she is. Okay. She is much quicker than you. But also, you're pretty big, and this is a fairly cramped place, so you could fairly easily block her way. Roll to keep them busy. Oh, two and a one. Oh, no! <laughs> you fail. As you attempt to stop her, you put your hand on a pipe, and it breaks underneath your intense heat. Like, it just melts under your hand. <laughs> and you basically fall over, and she just easily jumps over you. Mm. And you're actually going to... I'm going to ask you to pay a price. What cost would you like to associate for this? <laughs> Maybe less some gear. Well, that's the thing. I don't really have much gear. <laughs> yeah, the dragon is very light on gear, so this will be something like a disadvantage. You can just take damage. You can um, use up a piece of gear, but you don't have much. So I, I don't know if there's a lot for you. To I use. think if the if one of the pipes gave out to him, if he's falling on the floor, I imagine the structure made of metal isn't going to have a fun time. Okay. I think he's going to fall through the floor. <laughs> The floor starts to melt under you. Yeah, okay, I like that. So you land down next to the power core. <laughs> and I'm also going to damage your grace. You're doing, you're getting both of those things. Are we going to go double duty on this? <laughs> How much can we break of this thing <laughs> within reason? Well, you actually, in a surprising twist, beat her to her objective. <laughs> However, you're trapped in, like, molten slag and can't properly move. Mm -hmm. 
And she's just going to, like, pull a lever and eject the power core. And she picks it up with her weird bird hand. Like, it's just floating in front of her, and she pulls it to her side and said, You! Humble monk, I'll remember you. As she takes the power core out and starts to leave. Hey, hey, real quick, before she leaves, can I do some super fucked up magic? Yeah, absolutely. What do you got in mind? Okay, so earlier on, without actually saying, I checked another one of my weird dogs, I mean weird beasts' abilities to maintain this whole telepathic content thing. Sure. So I was wondering if I could use that to cast a spell via Friar. Cast a spell out of Friar's brain. I mean, that seems fair. Yeah, yeah, your dog is setting up. Yeah, okay. You can cast it from as if you were there. I think this also fits with your Blind Prophet's ability, which generally allows you to see and act as if you weren't where you are. So that makes sense. Hooray, it's my thing, so... This is within your wheelhouse. Wanna hear the coolest shit that you have ever heard in your life? What you got? Uh, when the sword lady goes to eject the thing, I am going to use my manipulation of the ley lines of magic to seal off an accessible location, that is to say, seal off the thing that lets you take the core out forever. Okay. So she pulls the lever, and it doesn't work. It's just been filled up with solid stone inside the fucking machine. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. As it starts to eject, like, the, the thing disconnects, some steam comes out, and then the steam solidifies into stone, and the power core, what was glowing blue through glass, is now just dim, as it, what was steam is now stone. And naturally, she assumes Fryer did that. Yes, I was about to say, <laughs> please... Let it be assumed that Friar has done this to make this sword lady hate Friar even more. No! Ugh, this is a total loss. Aurorialis will not be happy with this. She's going to attempt to free it from the stone, but that's going to take time, which is time that Friar has to get out of the slag puddle you're in. Yeah, you might want to get out of Dodge, you know. Uh, she swings her sword into the stone, and you see it cut, and it starts to crumble... But because it's magic stone, it, like, doesn't fall apart like it should. And she just gets more upset. That's good stuff. That's the same source as the home of the Columned City. Alright, so as that's happening, let's check back in with Pop-Tart. So hey, Pop-Tart, you're still riding this person down the mountain. Do you want to keep doing that? They're far enough away they can't get to your friend anymore. And you can bail out at any time because you got a 10+, plus. there's no consequences for your nonsense here. That's true, and I love it when there's no consequences for my nonsense. <laughs> Do I know that Pan has been stabbed at this point? Uh, I think you saw them get stabbed as the last thing you saw before you left. Okay. Can I still see the entrance to the tower? Uh, yeah. Although the tower is now at like a 70 degree angle, there are pandas jumping off the top into the pumpkin patch. That's okay, I'm small enough that if there's, like, I can get small enough that if there was any rubble whatsoever, I could just squeeze through it. That's true. Okay, I'm going to use this person that I'm hopping around on as, like, a, a balance board or something to just hop right on into that tower. Yeah, you can, you can hop to anywhere you can see, so yeah, you can just, poof, you're up there. You can see a molten hole in the floor, and also a staircase going down. Can I see Pan through it? Probably. They're pretty tall, and these floors aren't designed to be very tall because it's mostly run by red pandas. Okay, so as a tiny frog, I'm going to jump through that hole and onto his head 
which is the only mm-hmm. part of him that isn't too hot for me to touch right now. Yeah. And also, you, you come down there to see a woman furiously slashing at this chunk, this hunk of stone in the middle of the room trying to crack it open. Which is slowly working. She's going to get through pretty quick, but uh, it's going to take a little longer still. Okay, well, I don't care about that at the moment. Okay, back Frog to... child. Frog <laughs> child. <laughs> Um, if you bring to... me the orb, bring me the orb. Okay, just bring me the orb. I will use it to reverse the magics inside and make I, an I, artificial I don't care. Sun. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Okay, back to regular Pop-Tart size. I'm going to reach into my pocket, pull out a jar of what just looks like ordinary water, like sealed with a cork. I'm just going to pop it open and I'm just going to dunk it on Pam's head. Oh. That is one of my healing pulses, reskinned as part of my river water. It heals him. What's your intention here? It's going to heal slow. It's going so to heal him work, slowly. But it'll take time. But I, I want to heal my friend. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Uh, mechanically, this is going to result in an eruption of steam around you. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> We're going to use its cover to get away. Oh. Okay. okay. Well, that's not what I intend to do with that. I... We have to leave. We have to leave. I need to know who this is. Alright, you have a burst of steam around you. You have someone distracted by their objective right in front of her being taken away. The tower rumbles above you as it's about to fall off the mountain entirely. Gotta leave. Okay. The camera pans up through the molten metal hole pan left in the floor, looking up the inside of the clock tower shaft. Gears are grinding to a halt as they become misaligned. The stone walls crack and crumble. Pieces are falling from their places as it all collapses. The tower is falling. It's nearly horizontal now, hanging over the edge of the mountain as the supports below it simply disappear into Pan's spell. The camera pans out, past the frozen puddle where the snow golem halt once stood past the crater Pan made trying to delay the sword mage. Down the river, Pop-Tart sprung into existence with just a whim. The pumpkin patch is visible in the shot, as Pan does escape into it, leaping from the last crumbling bits of the tower top. The camera pans down the river, down, down, away from our heroes. A metal hand, slick and black, with glowing green interior lighting at the joints, grasps the edge of the river, finally pulling free. Gislin Ketos, the toughest elf in the world, looks up at the tower he was supposed to give his life to protect, and watches it fall off the top of the Blue Mountain.